Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Okay, put your hands together, girls. Come on, in every room, every location, even if you're actually sitting in a room by yourself. Why don't you, come on, let's just give each other a clap. Say welcome. <laughs> well, good morning and welcome yet again to what is our second sisterhood table. And so I hope that you guys are well and flourishing and gorgeous and wonderful. So we've got girls gathering this morning across all our locations and rooms around the country. So again, I hope that you've come in and that you've managed to get yourself settled and um, and see your friends. <laughs> I don't know, reach out, just Pinch <laughs> give the person beside you a little rub there if you can, COVID safe. And then also girls gathering um, online. So we love that. And uh, my prayer is that actually... My prayer is that you've had a stellar week. Everyone say Stella. Stella. A stellar week. Amen. A week where something um, wonderful has happened or something has shone bright in your life. And I actually really hope that from last week um, that some of you, many of you actually have had a chance to seed conversations and seed remembrance um, with the people that you do life with. Amen. So it's good. It's good to be here. I've got all the girls in blue today. True. Amen. Give them a hand. (laughs) All right. They look amazing. I obviously did not get the memo. So um, people were commenting last week that we were beautifully colour coordinated with um, the backdrop. And of course, that was so intentionally not. (laughs) But um, obviously, I didn't get the the blue memo today, but they look beautiful. So it's great to have these girls. And we'll chat in a moment. But feedback's been great from last week. So great. I don't know if any of you have had any feedback. I loved talking to some of the girls in our city campus. Shout out to our city campus who were um, sitting around tables last week. And they just said the idea of just uh, getting a moment, like we're all busy women and mums and working and actually just getting a minute to sit at a table with your girlfriends. I mean, how fun really is that? Nice. That's lovely. Yeah, nice. Absolutely. I um, I got a great email from um, Lena um, in Sweden and she said, Bob, we were leaning in, we were watching. Yeah. And she actually said in the last year or so, especially with the iGram Lives that we did last year, she said, um, actually, she feels like the Swedish girls have leaned into this heart and this house, our heart, more than ever. So that's kind of nice. And then also Chanel Hall, who many of you know and love. Um, She's up in Denmark and uh, she has an amazing role. And she said, oh, I'm watching Bob. I'm doing all my house chores and everything like that. I'm watching and leaning in. How about you? Yeah, I mean, for us, hi, hi everyone in Perth. It's good (laughs) to be out of my state. (laughs) been about a year or so. Um, But last week we were in the room and it was gloriously um, chaotic and beautiful. There's babies. And I think just being able to laugh with you guys around the table in our own room in Perth was actually really beautiful for us. So Danny, it's so nice to have you here, by the way. And so I know all the girls will be excited to see you at this table. Also Beck. But um, we're just going to pray. Amen. So let's pray, girls, shall we? Father God, we just thank you that It's another beautiful day. And wherever we find ourselves in this world, Lord Jesus, you are with us. And so, Lord, we commit ourselves to you this sisterhood day, um, this sisterhood time together. And Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit 
will just presence yourself amongst our conversation and our encouragement in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Absolutely. All right. So obviously I've got Carolee here. Beautiful. Um, Beckwood, for those of you who perhaps don't know, our own women know, but um, for anyone else watching in from around the world, and we've actually got a chat line and there are girls looking in um, from different places, which is nice. I see our friend from Scotland is here again, so that's kind of nice. But Beck and her husband, Nathaniel, are our um, state leads for New South Wales and they have quite an executive role and she's a lot of fun. And then, of course, it is amazing yes. to have Danny back with us. Yes. And um, Western Australia lead pastors or lead leads with... Um, Krishan, and on your way to the east coast of America. And so it's really nice to have you here. Amen. Okay, so we're good? Good. Great. We're good. Good. Amen. Good. You got shoes on today, Beck? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I got my shoes on today. Yeah, quickly tell us what happened last oh, week. Oh, look. <laughs> First sisterhood. We're reformatting. It's all exciting. Jump in the car. I don't often wear shoes driving. Oh. I live an hour away. I think that's illegal. Take that off the road. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you can wear flip-flops. Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, I am 10 minutes away running on time, realised I didn't actually put a pair of shoes in the car. <laughs> so I just scooted up to the trusty old cotton and picked up a $10 pair of sneakers, but I was a bit late. Sorry about that. Fantastic. You know what? It's no big deal. My children have, you know, there's been many occasions where my children when they were in our care, hallelujah, um, came without shoes to church. Yes. So, yeah, so it's good. Yeah. And my son, Joel Houston, actually, when he was a young person, went to the snow and then got out of the car and realised he only had one shoe. So, yeah, that's a special anointing. You've had a big week this week. Yeah. Have you had a highlight? Um, highlight of my week. Do you know what? My husband, I have had a big week, just lots of things on, and my husband is a really good man, and I think he recognised it, and he has cooked me dinner a number of times this week, and I just love it. I've never asked him to do it, and he just has gone ahead and done it, and I have appreciated it very much. Josh, probably <coughs> Good job, absolutely. <laughs> Amen. I've, I've actually was praying that Ben would actually step up because I'm like, you've got three little ones and there has been a lot of things this week yeah. and continuing this week. And I was like, he needs to step up. And I, he did. I mean, he, but he does, he right? Does, I was going to say, okay. to be honest, it's to be fair. Very, to be fair, that's not an <laughs> unusual thing, but I just, you know, he has really done his part. <laughs> Okay, you know what, as we just get going this morning, um, we're just going to have a little bit of a conversation. I'm going to hopefully open the Word of God to you and encourage you. But um, I just wanted to speak over you, Danny. She walked into the back room or the back area here. We're actually in the epicentre, so um, our Hillsong Channel studio, which is lovely. But um, we walked in and like here, uh, we haven't seen each other in the flesh for a long time, About right? A year. A year, a year. Yeah. I feel close though, but um, her eyes filled up with tears and mine filled up with tears. And I think everyone who's seen her eyes have filled up with tears. But sweetheart, I, I actually was praying yesterday and I just feel like I have a word for you and it's simple and it's simplistic. But um, you know what? It's obvious that with you and Krishan and the girls moving to the East Coast of the United States and taking on the role of our um, church over there, like there is, there's new adventure there's new challenge. Um, I think there's new territory and stretch before you. There's definitely joy before you. Mm. There's great joy is going to be in this mix. And I just wanted to say that I believe that you are a true 
um, Proverbs 31 girl. True. A true Proverbs 31 yes girl, a yes girl. And there's this verse in um, verse 20, if you guys remember, because we spent years camping around the Proverbs 31 um, woman and blueprint. But in verse 20, it says, she opens up her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her filled hands to the needy, whether in body, mind or spirit. It says, again, it says she opens up her, um, she opens up her hand to the poor. Yes, her filled hands to the needy, whether in body, um, body mind or, or spirit. And I really believe that um, as you go there, there's going to be a demand on your body, soul and spirit. There just is. It's just the nature of a big move. But um, I know that as you continue to open your hand. Amen. And then your filled hands, yeah. and that as you continue to say yes, which you always do, I don't think I've ever heard you say no. You're, you're pretty remar remarkable <laughs> in that way. Um, as you continue to do that, open your hand and your filled hands. God is going to fill those hands again and again yeah. and again with His exceeding, abundant, and above. And it's going to be old school, pressed down, shaken together, mm -hmm. and running over. Running over, sweetheart. Okay, so if you like love Danny, like give her a shout out in the <laughs> in the um, in the uh, chat line, and um, yeah. So you feeling good about it? Yeah. Look, we. I mean, it's there's a lot of emotion happening to be honest, but I know when we were asked, it wasn't it wasn't a hard decision for us. It's a costly decision, but we are really filled with with a huge amount of hope and expectation and faith for what's to come. And, and we're really excited. We love adventures. So we're like, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> Brian keeps telling you not to swim in those waters though around like I New York. Krishani. Well, I won't be. There's no problem for me. My husband's an open water swimmer oh, and right. he actually <laughs> is already preparing to do the swim in the Hudson. It's like a big deal over there. It is a big deal. Absolutely. And so, um, so... Is there something specific that our girls, your Aussie sisterhood, can uphold you in prayer Beautiful. as you actually make this transition? Just something specific. Yeah, look, um, I guess as a mother, my first, um, my, my, my thoughts and concern go to our kids. And so it's, it's you know, they're still on the journey yeah. <laughs> of um, finding their joy in this move. So um, it would be our kids for, yeah. for um for schools, for the right place to live. We haven't mm -hmm. got an, any idea yet. So all of those things. And obviously what we're heading into um, has been a challenging season. So I guess prayer into that space for the beautiful people yeah. of Hillsong East Coast. But I, I honestly I believe again, it's like everything in life. Whenever we actually step out with the yes in God, yeah, um, He goes before us yeah. and He's going to go before you. And there will be some like new yeah. territory yeah. and things to adjust to. And you know, there's good people. Yeah, yes. there's good people on Beautiful the um, East Coast, and I love them heart and soul. Yeah. Amen in Jesus' name. So her little girls are Milan, Elliot, Ember, yeah. and Alan. Yeah. And so they were so brave when um <laughs> when they spoke with Brian on that that Zoom, and oh, they were so cute. Anyway, that is naughty. No, they weren't <laughs> naughty. At, at, no, seriously, they were not the naughty. They were incredible. <laughs> okay, girls, I just want to just share for a few moments, and then we'll just open up some conversation here. But I just want to speak again from some. 23 and I often go there but why wouldn't you <laughs> I mean it is the most beautiful psalm um, it's profound it's full of life it's incredible and um, so I just want to read it to you I'm going to read from the NIV and it says uh, Psalm 23 it says the Lord is my shepherd I lack nothing he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside quiet waters he refreshes my soul 
He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Verse four, even though, even though, everyone say, even though. (laughs) Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort. Verse five, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. And verse six, surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And you know, when I look at this psalm myself, um, it is full of wonder. Mm. It is full of wonder. And even if you just glance at it, at literal face value, um, I believe that it captures and it, it encapsulates the breadth of life with God. That's the point, the breadth of life with God. And, um, you know, I think when I look at it, I see, I see revelation, I see awakening, I see rest, mm. peace, I see promise, I see confidence. I mean, you're taking notes here. Um, I see challenge, I see lordship, I see green pastures, quiet waters, valleys, mountains, enemies, testimony, and then declaration and proclamation. So you know what? There's a lot going on in six verses, literally six verses. There is a lot happening within those Um, those beautiful inspired words from the heart of God. And I think there's a lifetime of revelation there. So, you know, none of us are going to be able to give expression to the revelation that is within um, Psalm 23. I text my favourite, one of my favourite people in the world, hashtag all my favourites, but anyway, (laughs) that's Um, Amanda. And I said, what do you love most, Amanda, about Psalm 23? Keeping in mind for all our college students and what have you, she teaches the Psalms in college, correct? And I know it was hard for her to come back. And basically what she wrote, I'm not going to repeat, but I just wrote back to her and I said, you know, I think we're old souls, we're old mates, we're old fashioned in our love affair with that particular Psalm. So I've got a question I'm going to present to the girls in a moment. you know, do they, like, what do you recall as your first ever revelation from the psalm? Because there'll be many. Yeah. I've got many, but I'm, I'm going to get them to share what their first ever revelation from this particular psalm is. Maybe you're listening in right now and you're like, I don't even know where Psalm 23 is. Well, that's okay. It's in the Psalms. <laughs> <laughs> and it's number 23. <laughs> and there's six beautiful verses to it. I mean, if I got that right. And um, it's just waiting for you. Yeah. yeah. It's actually sitting there waiting for you. And maybe you've walked with the Lord for a long time and you're like, hey, you know what? I haven't actually read that for a while. And in this season of, you know, craziness on the earth, I need to go back to it. So I want to encourage you to do that. But, you know, I'm just going to get the ball rolling here for a moment because I told you last week what I wanted to do is every week, obviously open up for conversation, but to bring something, to bring something solid to the table. And so if I think back to my first ever revelation from this particular psalm, um, I think it would be verse six where it says, surely your goodness and your mercy or your goodness and your love, surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I think, you know, when I first read that psalm, um, I was young. I don't think I had a remote clue to what the goodness of God might look like that would follow my life, nor the favour of God. I was just young. I had had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. I fell in love with God. I fell in love with the church. I fell in love with His house. So my first revelation was literally, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. 
That was my prayer. That was my focus. That was my commitment. And I think, um, I think if you like know my story, if you are aware of Brian and my story, you would know that um, I have a great love for the house of God. Mm. I have a great love. I have a a personal revelation that came at the age of 15 from Micah chapter 4. And I reference it often, um, but maybe not for a wee while, but um, in Micah chapter 4, Old Testament, the Old Testament is this incredible prophetic word. And it literally says, But in the latter days, it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains and people will flow to it. But in the latter days... It shall come to pass at the mountain of the house of the Lord. You know, there's a, a lot of talk these days about the, you know, the seven great mountains within society. Well, you know, they might say religion. We would say Christianity. We would say the revelation about the house of God. It says, in the house, the mountain of the house of God will be established as the highest. And this is what I love in the Amplified. It says, and not just people will flow to it, but peoples, plural. In other words, many people groups and, you know, men and women and young people and children from all walks of life will flow to that house. And so I, I, I love that. And when I remember that revelation, it reminds me of how profound, actually, how profound and enduring a first revelation can be. Because yeah. mm. that was my first revelation and it burns as bright and as fierce um, in my life today as it did then. Mm. And I'm really old. And then... Um, <laughs> I'm not really old. Do not be self-effacing, okay? This is like an Aussie trait. It is, it is. Isn't it? Is yeah. it a good trait? The Americans don't do it. No. We think, I mean, not that I'm American. But You're Canadian. I am. She's Canadian, that's yeah. why she would say that. But um, no, yeah, I know. But we all have our sense of humour. We do. Yeah. It's all right. It's a little bit different. Be yourself when you go. I will be. Yeah. And they will love you. They will eat you up. <laughs> They're used to Aussies over there. And then just really, really quickly, because I want to be fast, um, is... My most recent revelation was only yesterday morning. Oh, I love that. You love that. <laughs> and I woke up quite literally and I was like, oh, I was just reminded again that any deep valley that we walk through, um, it's actually only the blood of Jesus Christ that carries us. Beautiful. You know, because again, the, the, the psalm says, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And so there are valleys. And yet again, within the valley, really what covers us, what keeps us from the darkness, what keeps us from that shadow is the blood of Christ. And it's poured out. It carries us. It covers us. Actually, if you understand the Passover in Exodus 12, you know, where we see the original Passover moment happened, where the, God was bringing His people out of um, captivity and out of bondage. It was one of the last plagues. We're not going there this morning on the table. But literally, you know, God said to His sons and His daughters, take the Passover lamb, smear that Passover lamb, the blood of that over the doorpost. And you know what? The destroyer, in some translations, you know, the angel of death, which is pretty hectic. But it was a, there was a moment in history, it will pass over you. And I think when we understand, like right now, we're not smearing blood over our doorposts. We're not going home and getting a leg of lamb or a shoulder of lamb and, you know, smearing it on ourselves. But we have the blood of Christ in our lives. If you're a follower of Jesus yeah. Christ, mm-hmm. hey? And, you know, it's that blood that gives the enemy and gives the destroyer no authority and no jurisdiction over your life. And that actually is a revelation in Jesus' name. Okay, girls, how about you? All right. Should we start with you, Beck? Tell oh. us your first ever <laughs> revelation from the sun. Well, I wish it was like as like upbeat and like <laughs> happy like yours. 
because I tend to be more on the positive side of life. But when you first asked me, I my first memory of a revelation of um, Psalm 23, and I would say I have read it a lot over a lot of years, but it was, I, I remember so distinctly and I had, wasn't actually reading it, but it it was a recall moment and I was hanging washing and I, at the time it was in the late, like around 2008 and we'd just gone, well, we were going through one of the hardest years for us um, on all different levels and relation, whatever. Anyway, I, because I'm a positive person, I'm slow <laughs> to the party that, oh, this is hard because I just think, oh, no, Love we're that. fine and it's good and look at that and look at that. Anyway, I remember hanging washing and I went, oh, I am in a valley. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, this, this is what a valley is. And I think because the Psalms had already used that language, I knew how to reference it. And so in my head, I went straight to Psalm 23 and I was like, in the valley, oh my gosh, what do I do in a valley? I was eight months into this valley. Like, I'm telling you, it takes me a long time (laughs) to to work this out. And I'm like, I'm in a valley. Oh, that's right though. I will fear no evil because you're with me. And then not only that, it says, your rod and staff, they comfort me. And a rod and a staff comforts us because it guides us and it keeps us like going the right way. And you can be in a valley and veer off or try to do it in your own strength. But I think the comfort of Psalm 23 is that we're not alone in the valley. Um, We don't need to fear any evil. And he is consistently guiding us. He doesn't take his hands off there. He's like, okay, your next step looks like this. And up ahead, this is where you'll yeah. go. And this is what the turn is going to look like. Absolutely needful. So good. Like, do you, like, do you find it remarkable that um, I sometimes wonder about people who are unfamiliar with the way God can speak. They think He can only speak through certain ways if I turn yeah. up and I go through the whole nine yards or whatever. Isn't it remarkable that God just speaks to us doing the washing yeah. or doing the laundry? Yeah. I mean, I, I know Donna Crouch will be watching on and, you know, she often talks that, laundry you know. Laundry yeah, What is that? A laundry revelation. Yeah, she has, she has a long-standing relationship with the dryer <laughs> and, you know, and her washing machine basically because it was like being a, a, a young woman, a young mum, a working mum, a yeah. busy girl, just life is full and it was mm. doing those chores mm. That um, where God speaks, I love that He does that. Yeah. Amen. Danny, tell us yours. Um, mine would probably be in verse five, and it says, "You anoint my head with oil; my cup overflows." Or you might have heard, "My cup runs over." And I, mean, I cannot go past this verse without thinking about the little hashtag that you often put on your posts <coughs> that say, "My cup That's runneth true. over." Um, and she, and often it's around gratitude or things that she's really um, grateful for. But when I read this, I love it because the, the image of this cup is actually really beautiful because it's one of provision of hospitality and welcome. And, uh, and if we look at what it actually means, it, it was and still is custom in the Middle East for people, wow. like for guests when they come, to have their cup, which we've actually got tea in our cups <laughs> yeah, today, girls. <laughs> 
got peppermint tea. Okay. And, um, and it's custom for a guest's cup to always be full. And it would cast great shame on the host if it were to run empty. And so if we think back wow. to Jesus at the wedding of Cana, the first miracle that we read about, it was a huge deal that the wine was going to run out. Yeah. And so when it comes to this verse here, yes, it talks about provision, but it also talks about our forever welcome at God's table mm-hmm. and how um, and how the cup isn't just full, but it's overflowing. And so for me personally, um, I came into our church as a 16-year-old girl, um, quite insecure, very shy. And that for me was this introduction to a to God's table and to um, to this welcome that I'd never knew known before. And I think I received that yes by finding Christ, but through this community. And I think for me. Um, I am like people who know me. I'm I'm so like a broken record about making people feel well, welcome, and um, and so I am so passionate. I'm like, who's this person over there by themselves? Like, come come be part of our family, our friends. And I think that's what church is about. And so for me, the cup runs over. Yeah, it's God's provision, but it's also so much more. Yeah, I love that. And I think you're going to go to <laughs> your new world yeah. <laughs> um, with that revelation in yeah. your heart. And if I may just jump in, because this is the nature of the table. Um, as you're speaking there, I'm reminded of the first time um, in New York when we planted the church 10 years ago. Wow. I think it's more than 10 years ago now, but 10 years. And um, it was the first ever Sunday that... They, they were young and they were fledgling and they were just thrown in at the deep end with thousands of people, quite literally. But um, the very first Sunday that they actually put up the Welcome Home mm. sign, and I remember um, uh, one of the girls there, Carla, actually sent me a photo of it and it so resonated in my heart. I was like, I love that. This, the Welcome Home sign is up. But here's the miracle story of it. That was the first morning that um, my daughter-in-law, who wasn't my daughter-in-law at that point, had come into the house of God and had encountered the atmosphere, um, the buzz, the friendliness, um, the sign, Mm. and it just undid her. And so we can't forget that, hey man. I mean, I didn't really know what you were going to share this morning, but I mean, that comes to mind. And so that's really something that we just get to carry. We get to carry it in our homes, in um, our neighbourhoods, in our relationships. And also in the house of God, which is so beautiful, where we're dwelling all the days of our lives. <laughs> yeah. What about you, my darling? You know, I was thinking, um, you said your first revelation and, and immediately this picture came to mind of, um, I don't know if you have them in Australia, but they were, they're called precious moments. They're like these, oh, yeah. do you? Yeah, wow. like these little um, figurines. Oh, yes. I, yes. That my mum used to. It's also a TV show that Brian watches. It's old oh, Yes, song. that's right. It probably moments. has something to do with that. But <laughs> there's, um, they're like these little figurines, like glass figurines of Bible stories stories basically oh, yeah. and my mum used to collect them for us as kids and I have one on my shelf I remember it so vividly but of a shepherd and it was a little shepherd boy and um and so when you said that I thought well to me the revelation oh, is that God is my shepherd and I love that David makes it personal he doesn't say um you know the Lord is our shepherd he says the Lord is my shepherd yeah. and to me you could fill in the blank really with any the Lord is my you know light he is my helper he is my Father, He is my, you know, whatever it is that your need is. But I love that He talked about Him as a shepherd. And if you kind of um, look into that whole revelation throughout, there's 
six, six passages. I mean, it just goes on and on. And the one verse that I actually never really understood was um, he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. And, um, and it wasn't until recently when I read a book, I remember telling you about this book that I've read about shepherds. And, um, and it talks about the fact that a shepherd um, goes into the mountains. And back in Bible times, David would have been you know, in the mountains of Judah or Tekoa or places like that. They're actually a real mountainous region. And we talk about the Lord leading us into green pastures. There weren't green pastures. Yeah, right. They actually had to make green pastures. They actually had to go and like months in advance prepare by taking out all the weeds and moving the big rocks and making sure that they, you know, the snares and the things that their sheep would um, encounter wouldn't be there. And I was thinking about that and thinking about how, you know, God does that for us. Mm. He goes before us. And the Psalm talks about He goes before us. He leads us through valleys and He takes us to a place that He's already prepared of nourishment, a banquet, a feast. And it's in the presence of enemies. There's still snakes, there's still flies, there's still wolves lurking. And that's yeah. life, isn't it? Yeah. That actually there's there's en- very real enemies. And for the girls watching today, like it might be anxiety or depression and you're trying to walk through life and you know God is faithful. You know God's prepared a place for you and of nourishment and of peace. But there's still enemies. Yeah. But I think what, yeah. what you, we need to remember is like mm-hmm. the Lord is a good shepherd. Yeah. And part of that is, you know, I was thinking about John 10 where it says, I am the good shepherd and my sheep know my voice. Mm-hmm. And so He prepares a table for us mm-hmm. in the presence of our enemies. But if we follow His voice and we live under His covering and with His rod and His staff and, and yeah. with our cup overflowing, if we know these things, we can yeah. sit in the presence yeah. of our enemies knowing yeah. we have a good shepherd. Who, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. Like the emphasis, the, you know, the power of revelation, the power of meditation and the Word of God yeah. is that every word will suddenly come to life. Yeah. It's yeah. the, you know, the Logos written Word mm. coming to life with the Spirit of God. And so, you know, there's just layers. I mean, actually today's an exciting day because I we really hope and pray that whoever is listening in, yeah. that you're going to hunger and thirst and go, you know what, I'm going back to that Psalm. I'm going back and I'm going to let God speak to me. And I, you know, I, when you speak of He prepares a table before me, I mean, that is that was a powerful revelation for me way back in the day. I think I did a, a teaching called like, Kingdom women make mincemeat okay. of their enemies. I mean, back in the day <laughs> when I just said it like I saw it. And I think I brought out a, I didn't have a meat cleaver, you know, or a sword. I brought out a bread knife. And I'm like, you know, because it's at the kitchen bench or it's in the laundry or whatever. It's like, it's those are the yeah. places when you get the revelation. Yeah. But for me, that was a revelation because it felt like there were enemies. Mm. That the cloud, the shadow, that shadow of death, that um, the lie, actually, the oppression that actually is a part of today's landscape. Mm. Um, you know, it was like, no, 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 He prepares a table. Beautiful. He has prepared this table. It's like this giant, I used to imagine, here is the challenge or the real enemy and the Lord just descends this table between them and you. Yeah. And you're like, na 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 You know, God just has prepared a table here. And... But it's, it's His table and we have to go feed off it, right? That's right. We have yes. to go feed off it. We have to go, you've prepared this or you've prepared words for me. There is gold. Yeah. There, your, your spirit is present to speak. I just have to push back the whatever is yeah. pressing in or clouding in or consuming our mindsets. Mm. I need to listen. Yeah. And when we listen yeah. and when we wait, because yeah. sometimes we want it like that, like totally. speak to me now, God. Oh, you didn't speak. Off I go on my own way. <laughs> 
that's that's dangerous. That's where yeah. you do fall off yeah. a cliff yeah. or yeah. into a cabin or whatever. Hey, um, in the message, moving along. Look, time just disappears. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, in the message, it says of uh, verse three, it says, true to your word, mm -hmm. you let me catch my breath and send me in the right direction. True to your word, you let me catch my breath. And I think breath is something that we've spoken a lot about in the last, you know, 15 months. Um, how do you each catch your breath back? I, okay, so obviously my first revelation was that, but then I was listening well, reading and then listening in the car on the way over again to Psalm 23. Mm. And I love, um, and I would say that what is what jumped out at me because I find that there is a pressure on the pace of life. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think also quite often it's it can be self-created or self-perpetuated um, by us placing pressure. Whereas yeah, so I true. will often, so um, something beautiful that came out of last year, I remember talking to one of our awesome pastors here in New South Wales and she said, you know what, I don't think I will ever take the foyer for granted again. <laughs> Yeah. She said, I would rush through the foyer on a Sunday and put my kids in and know what I had to do. And she goes, but she goes, I will always purpose to walk through slowly through a foyer now. She goes, because I, that's what I miss. And I think I love this because it reminds us how about we let... Jesus set our pace Beautiful. and quite often he's not rushing us past people yeah. and he's not rushing us through life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good so I feel like that's I what that. I get from that. Many years ago, I remember Pastor Tommy Barnett saying that to pastors and, mm -hmm. and, and to, actually as pastor, he said, walk slowly. Walk slowly. Through the yeah. people, walk slowly through the crowd. And I, I, always, I, I also find in conversation, um, if people are not confident that they have your attention, they, they, they try to talk fast. <laughs> but, oh, look, oh, right. While I've got you, I'm going to like cram everything in. And so what I try to do on purpose is breathe slower and just look more relaxed. Like, <laughs> I'm legit not going anywhere. So Everybody you can slow your pace down. I'm listening. <laughs> or I purposely talk slower to let you know I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> okay, how do you catch your breath? Well, I've never felt like that with you, that you've had to rush, That's so true. I love it. But I feel like I'm, I, I mean, I've got four kids and obviously well, like the rest of us, can be a little bit manic at times. So I feel like I'm, I'm having to catch my breath a lot. Um, but for me, <laughs> catching my breath looks like silence. Um, probably silence away from the noise of the world, um, noise of social media, um, everything else going on. So sometimes it looks like me collapsing on my bed like this with the door shut, literally sometimes just for a few moments. And, um, and this verse in Psalm 62, it says, For God alone my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. And I think sometimes when we're trying to catch our breath, we feel a little shaken. And, um, and it's knowing how to find a place with Jesus, whether it's in the car. Sometimes I just turn off everything and I just sit and listen. And, um, and for me, silence and stilling my soul and my spirit is how I catch my breath. 
I think every um, parent mum out there is going, hey, man. <laughs> hey, man, we'll take a deep breath. <laughs> Slow our speech down, relax. Maybe it's on the, in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking for the next remaining five minutes here. Quickly, how do you catch your breath? Do you know what? I mean, I'm married to a songwriter. And oh. to me, it's worship music. <laughs> yep. It's yes. worship music. I just like... And this season's been so funny, we can't sing. Mm. And actually, I know we roll our eyes, but in some ways, just closing my eyes and listening to the words we're actually, mm. that are being sung over us has just Profound. been a catch my breath moment. Profound. Yeah. Okay, at the end of last week, I said we were gonna roll the question into this week and it, <laughs> it appears we might be rolling it even further. Actually, next week is um, colour. Oh my gosh, the countdown is on. Okay, breathe, breathe. <laughs> Hallelujah. But um, Carly, I presented a question. I don't know if you can answer it quickly and give the girls some hooks and tools. Um, obviously, we, our desire is that, you know, this friendship table be one of inspiration um, where we can inspire others to find pathways of conversation and life within conversations. So re really quick, how do, we, um, how do we draw others towards fellowship and table? Um, how do we bridge those awkward moments, um, you know, and keep fellowship unforced, mm. all right? And how do we continue to earn the right to speak into others' lives? You've got three seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> seconds. No, I've not really. my mic too much, they must be angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually brought a quote, and I'm going to read it okay. to you. It's from a beautiful woman named Shauna Nyquist. She says this, The table is a place where the doing stops, the trying stops, the masks are removed, and we allow ourselves to be nourished like children. We allow someone else to meet our need in a world that prides people on not having needs, on going without, on powering through. The table is a place of safety, of rest and humanity, where we are allowed to be as fragile as we feel. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about this, wow. the thought of the invitation. And I have found that everybody, I mean, you, you quote this verse all the time, Bobby, but there's humanity, there's eternity in the hearts of every person. And I have found that no matter what, women, you know, at the school gate, you know, people that I bump into at the grocery store, at the coffee shop, they want to be heard. They want wow. to be welcomed wow. and they want wow. to feel safe yeah. to be wow. vulnerable. And I think one of the things that just has, um, is just like, it, they just, they want to be welcomed in. And I have discovered my house doesn't have to be clean. In fact, most of the time, if I invite somebody in and my house isn't clean, they actually feel more at home. Mm, they go, true. oh, yeah. you too. Or if somebody just wants to share their grief with you, and their disappointment, wow. and you just can say, you know what, I've been there too. Yeah. And I just think there's a commonality that happens over yeah. conversation and around the table that you cannot deny. All of us have the same needs. We need to be nourished yeah, and we so need true. to be loved and yeah. seen and heard. And I just think uh, find that commonality, no matter what conversation you're in, find the commonality and invite people into the mm. conversation. So do you feel like it's sometimes hard for some people? Some people are naturally, are just natural outgoing, inclusive, you know, they're just kind of like, my friend Holly, she just barges into space, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm like this. I mean, I, you know, she just barges in. Yeah. In the most <laughs> awesome way. But um, that's not always natural for everybody. So I feel like, you know, let's go to the scenario where we know we want to like reach out. I think you've actually got to be quick to say hello and yeah. quick to be warm and a new acquaintance and quick to inquire after somebody because if you kind of miss that first moment, yeah. mm -hmm. it's just then awkward. So you sidle up to the school gate or you sidle up to wherever you are or the, you know, the, you know, the company lunchroom or whatever. And if you're, 
if you if you stay contained within yourself, mm. it's very hard then to step out. So mm. boldness, like what, boldness what do you know of boldness? Boldness and courage that's gracious. Mm. To be inquiring of people. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, to be obedient to the Spirit of God. Yeah. I mean, oh, we, we all go. have the Spirit of God in, but to be obedient, you know, yeah. to I've um, had a beautiful woman speak over me this year. This year, wake up every morning and say, which way do you want me to go, Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. Do you want me to go to the left? Do you want me to go to the right? And wow. I will drive down the road and I will say, God, that person, what do you want to yeah. say about that person? Or, you know, you ask and He will yeah. tell you. Yeah. And then you have to be obedient. Yeah. yeah. I think the heart of that, though, is actually being outward. You're not thinking about yourself. That's right. So I think awkward is pretty much on <coughs> us. It's about how <laughs> we're good. feeling. Yes. But when you actually consider somebody else and go beyond yeah. your awkward and just go, oh, hey, I've seen you here three weeks yeah. in a row and I still don't know your name. Yeah, yeah just apologise. Just, yeah. just, just, take, I can't, just I can't own believe, it, right? I can't yeah. believe I still yeah. don't know your name. I'm so sorry. Yep. Yeah, or, or say, because... Because by nature, people may not believe this. I'm actually quite shy. So I had to learn to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Just say, you know what? My bad. <laughs> I got shy. Yeah. yeah. Can I just say hi? Yeah. yeah. I know. And then hopefully people aren't mean girls and leave you out. <laughs> well, if they are, then I feel like the pressure's off then. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> we tried. I'll try again. We tried. <laughs> hey, you know what? Can you believe this? It's actually 10.40 and so time is gone. I said to you, um, our Hillsong girls, that those gathered in rooms and what have you, that um, after colour, we'll develop this so that actually within the room and within your tables or whatever, you can actually take it a little bit further at local level. But... Before colour, right now, like this morning, we're just we're just staying in this mode. But um, I just think if there was something I would pray over us, um, I was thinking about this last late last night. But what could we pray? What could I pray over us together as a sisterhood over your life? Um, and I think it would be that we would just have revelation eyes, mm-hmm. that we would just hunger and thirst mm-hmm. to see as He sees, to to hear. For eyes to see, ears to hear, heart to understand. And, um, you know, I guess conversation this morning, we have to position ourselves for that. Mm. That just doesn't fall out of the sky. God is there, draw near to Him and He'll draw near to you. He's always there. But I would just encourage that. And, um, you know, again, you mentioned noise and I think there's just so much noise happening. We live at a very fast-paced life. And I would just say do that literally, you know, Find a space to be still. Um, And maybe we can't literally find green pastures (laughs) and still waters, hallelujah. But um, without this sounding weird, we can actually close our eyes. We can collapse on the bed for five minutes. We, you know, before we go to sleep at night, whatever, just um, close your eyes and imagine and imagine that you are walking in green pastures or near still waters with God. That's not to be... New age spooky here. It's just to imagine and close your eyes. Sometimes I close my eyes and I I, tr- I seek to imagine heaven. I seek to imagine where my Lord might be right now, you know, and I'm silly enough to say, oh, Lord, it's my mum's birthday. Can you make sure someone says happy birthday from me? I think, I think sometimes we see this disconnect from um, heaven and earth and it's not. It's closer than we know. And so I just want to encourage you in that way. Amen. Amen. Would you like to just pray for the girls and then we'll release them into the campuses to, um, to have a great day. Love to. God, you are so kind. You are a good shepherd. You are a humble king and you, and you invite us to do this journey with you. So I ask this morning, God, that any girls that are walking through a dark valley, 
you would be close and you would be comfort and you would be peace to their souls. I pray, Jesus, that you would show us how you are clearing a path before us. You would show us the banquet that you have set in front of us. God, you would open our eyes, give us revelation eyes to see what you have in our future, God. I pray a special blessing over each girl listening today, God, that you, she would know you as her good shepherd, as her kind saviour. We bless you, Lord. We're grateful for our time together. Thank you for always showing up. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Beautiful. Um, Amen. And uh, I was just going to say, as we we just say goodbye here, um, we're going to throw to all our local locations. And uh, what you're going to do is you're going to watch the screen. And there's just a little exhortation from Joel Timothy Houston, my son, and then Pump Factor Christine Kane. Amen. So we love you and we will see you um, at Colour. All right. Be praying in Jesus' name for us. We love you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.